It's Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? It's called Avianche Comboyush e Automobish. Ever heard of it? Planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles. I've heard of the show, but I did not watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Was it a show? Was it a movie? Um, did it have Steve Martin in it? <laughs> wait, am I getting confused with the cooking show there with that guy, Fury? Isn't he in something? Isn't that Drivers, Dives, and <laughs> something? Diners, Drives, and Dives or something? Yep. Different show. Okay, so you were thinking of Guy Fieri. I was thinking of the 1987 comedy with Steve Martin <laughs> and Michael McKean. Kevin Bacon, apparently. Yeah, I'm out to lunch. <laughs> Either way, never watched it. But this Planes, Trains, and Automobiles will be about my trip to Portugal, mainland Portugal. Welcome back. Thank you. This will be all things kind of related to travel, travel and getting there, getting home, and traveling about the country because we didn't just stay in one spot. Once we flew into Lisbon, we drove to the Algarve, spent three nights there, and then came back to Lisbon and spent four nights there. So we were all over. And there's a lot to cover here. There's a lot to cover. (laughs) You don't understand like how I took this vacation, but like I was literally intensely looking at every detail of every single thing that I encountered. (laughs) I love that. Would you say that this episode and a potentially future episode, because this might be a two-parter, we haven't, you know, we'll we'll see once we're just going to get into it. Would you say this is almost like a travel guide for our listeners if they want to plan a trip to Lisbon? I think they would learn a lot. Yes, I think they would learn a lot from this if you're planning to go. So that's that's a good way to put it. Beautiful. We're not in a book. We're in an episode. (laughs) So for starters, I booked a direct flight, TAP, out of Boston, Boston to Lisbon. I was surprised by how different the length of the flight was going there and coming home like I know it's always like a little shorter one way faster another way but it was like five it ended up being five and a half hours on the way there and then like eight on the way back and I was like that seems like a big difference (laughs) hey holy yeah (laughs) What what was going on with the pilot for the eight hours. <laughs> he came over. I think it was supposed to be long anyways, but then he comes over the intercom at one point and he's talking about how we're taking like the scenic route over Canada. And I'm like, dude, what what are we doing over Canada? Because that's <laughs> that's not near where I'm going. This scenic route, you open the window and you're just gonna see freaking clouds. <laughs> you're not like getting to see any like montagnes or anything. He called it something. He called it like um like we're gonna overshoot this or something. Like he had like a like our flight plan today overshoots or he had some overflies. I don't know. It was like basically we're going way the fuck out of the way. It was the the gist of it. I think he just wanted to log in some more hours. <laughs> just getting overtime. <laughs> the holidays are coming. <laughs> it was the feast of San Martin on the day I flew home, the November 11th. 
my parents celebrated he was working for a portuguese company maybe he was getting (laughs) holiday pay (laughs) it's like double time (laughs) in general i want to say i had only heard like bad things about tap and sata and all the portuguese airlines like all you all i've ever heard is just like how they're never on time and they're always delayed and there's no customer service and all this shit and i did find that sata was like super delayed when i did the azores trip last year but tap i was very pleasantly surprised perfectly on time brand new plane my husband was calling it the nicest plane he's ever been on. Oh, and okay. it's come from an American. From an American. <laughs> he was like, this is the nicest plane I've ever been on. Like, we're just used to domestic flights and, like, the domestic yeah. airliners <clears throat> that are just like, these clunkers from, like, the 80s and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's so scary. Like, you go on them and, like, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Maybe the TVs will work this time. Maybe they won't, like. You know, like they're always like resetting them and like the TV's just off like for the flight and you're like, all right, whatever. You always get disappointed when you don't have like a charger station either. Right. You're like, what the heck? You really, it's a toss up when you fly domestically in the US. You it's don't like, know what you're getting. You could get a newer plane with all the amenities or you could be flying like, <laughs> <laughs> like a two seater. <laughs> <laughs> a little plane with no plugs and no TV and nothing. You never know. So very nice plane, super modern, super fancy, everything like comfortable, the whole nine yards. The staff, like just super sophisticated, like just the whole thing. Mood sophisticado. <laughs> Ooh, shout out. All right, tap. <laughs> shout out to tap. Yes. I didn't have any issues with tap the whole time it was it was wonderful and i mean we paid enough for the tickets so (laughs) they were living up to the price point i should say the thing that i found most hysterical first kind of impression on the plane you know how they go over and they do this like safety instructions and the safety video and all that this thing was like five minutes in before i realized it was a safety video i thought this was just like a cinematic production (laughs) i didn't know what this was like a performance like it was a movie (laughs) playing on my screen like i said like this was an oscar-winning film but it was a safety video and i didn't realize that until we were like towards the end i was like oh this is the safety video I love that they put it on the screen now on some of the planes because now i don't feel guilty when i'm not paying attention to the flight attention (laughs) Right. So they were playing it on the screen. It was like this, again, full like feature film with all these people talking and giving the instructions, but none of them were flight attendants and none of them were anywhere near a plane or an airport. So (laughs) (laughs) It was more like a Portugal tourism ad than it was a safety video. There'd be a woman like on a train talking about how to store your luggage and she'd be like demoing it, but like she's in a train. And then like this guy would be in like a winery around the barrage and he's like talking about the aisle safety and safeties in the aisles. And I'm like, he's in a winery. Like, what are we doing here? And then there was like, uh, you know, people on a golf course or on fishing boats and they were giving instructions for safety. The favorite part of the entire thing for me was 
We're on a golf course. This is a man. It says he's from England. These people were from all over. They weren't necessarily from Portugal, but he's speaking Portuguese. He's saying in Portugal, it's not always possible to keep your belt fastened. A comida a boa de maj. And then he taps his belly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He says, the food is just too good. So it's not always possible in Portugal to keep your belt fastened. However, all seats are equipped with a seatbelt. I see what they did there. He's showing you how to do the seatbelt, but he's buckling himself into a golf cart. And I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? What is this video? And so if anybody wants to watch it, I checked. You can Google it it's on YouTube. Just tap safety video. You can pull it up yourself and have your own little excursion with this video. But you would think your safety demonstration video would be on a plane. That's Not what one I would plane want. was visible <laughs> in that video when they were showing like the thing with the oxygen masks and like the life vest they? on a yeah. fishing boat. They were on a fishing oh boat. Did the oxygen masks come from the sky? <laughs> from dish. <laughs> Did the fish throw the oxygen mask over to them? I was kind of like half not paying attention. And then it caught my eye when they did the oxygen mask piece and the guy was like in a boat, Numar. And I'm like, why are we in the water? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, if you're already, if you're in the water, <laughs> you fucked up <laughs> somewhere. Oxygen mask uh, ain't helping if you're already on the Numar. So I never watch the videos and I never like look at the like stewardess. Like I'll I'll occasionally make eye contact. I, I feel bad. Like they're doing their work. They, so I'm like, wow, there was ever a day I was on a flight and I needed to put my mask on and what whatever. Like I wouldn't know what to do because I never pay attention. <laughs> I need to pay attention at least just one time. So it's just in my memory. But I never do. You obviously with you, you would have to make sure your daughter. No, you have to make sure you have your mask on first. Yeah, and then you do your child, right? Yeah, right. See, I remember that. <laughs> I found the whole thing just super hysterical. Just in general, like the in-flight entertainment, I'm gonna call it. Like what was available to you on the screens, phenomenal. Yeah, that's always like a toss-up too. You never know what you're gonna get with that. And so on the way there, it was a red eye flight and we had a full itinerary the next day. So we were like, I I'm, I can't get drawn in by all the good stuff on the screen. I have to just like get on the plane, try to fall asleep, try to get some sleep. And I didn't want to eat the meals either because they come around with multiple meals, which again, you get like one peanut on a domestic flight in the uh, US, no matter how long it is, no matter how many connections you had, like it doesn't matter. You get one peanut. Yeah. <laughs> You have to like pay for if you want like an actual meal or something. Right. And they're not even good meals. No. Nah. Yeah. But on these flights, they have Muntakmida. They have a full meal and then a second meal that they call a snack. <laughs> okay. But I like to hear. And so on this particular overnight flight, like we boarded it in Boston at 7 p.m. or it left at 7, 10 p.m. So everyone there had already had dinner. Like we, you had dinner before you got on the plane and then the plane was set to arrive Lisbon time 5 a.m. So it's like you don't need a meal between 7 p.m. and 5 a.m. Like that's when you're sleeping. Yeah, no. That's yeah, when you're you sleeping. Don't. And you were only actually physically on the plane for five and a half hours. I didn't want the meal. So my husband had like the full like 
sleep mask and he brought his like melatonin and he was like ready to just like conk out. He had his earplugs, whole nine yards. I put him in the middle seat so that he could get like more rest <laughs> undisturbed by the activities of the aisle. Okay. What a good wife. <laughs> My daughter was sleeping. He was sleeping and I'm on the edge and I'm trying to sleep or at least like close my eyes, rest my head, whatever. And I'm trying to ignore, I don't want the food. I'm, I don't want the food. Snood. This fucking snood wakes me up. I, I have my eyes closed. My entire row is sleeping. And he gives me the, the hands on the bras, like shakes me to, oh, 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 time for time to eat. (laughs) Like your relative. Yeah, waking you up to come down to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Melissa, come eat pronta. <laughs> they don't care if you're sleeping. You just gotta get up to eat. <laughs> they didn't care. So I was like, at the moment that he woke me, I was just like drifting off to sleep, and then I couldn't get back to sleep after that. As some saying, always, always, it's always a second you're like gonna, you know, get into the groove and sleep. Right. So he comes and he wakes me and I'm like, no, I don't want the food. So and they were like shocked. Like, <laughs> you pay for this. You don't want this. This is part of your ticket price. Like, they, no one's ever turned down the meal before. Like, they were just shocked. They looked at your family and they were like, oh, he said to the Medicon. <laughs> exactly. That was the, the gist of our whole trip was <laughs> people looking at us and thinking we were American. In my mind, I knew that there was going to be a second snack that they call mm-hmm. it, and it was going to be closer to when we landed. So I figured it was going to be a breakfast item because we were landing in Lisbon at 5.30 in the morning. Eventually, he comes around with the snack thing right before we're about to land. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll take three, like whatever this is. So it's a little cardboard box. And I open it up. I don't know what I was expecting, like pastelchnata. I don't know what I was expecting, like a pop sec with cheese. I don't know. But it was it was fucking ham and cheese with mustard. And I was like, <laughs> this isn't the breakfast item I was expecting. Yeah, there's like nothing Portuguese about it. <laughs> no, there wasn't. And it was also just like, like mustard before 6 a.m. It's like, yeah, it's I know. not the vibes. It's not the vibes. A morning mustard. No. And I'm not a big, like, deli ham person. Like, I'll do a ham on, like, Thanksgiving. Like, that kind of ham. But, like, a deli... I'm not really a deli meat person. I would have been like, let's... Can I just get what was for dinner? (laughs) Yeah. Do you still have my leftovers or did you eat it? Did the cabin crew split it back there? Did you get a look at what dinner was? No. So, I think he's... I think I heard him saying something about chicken or... I don't know if it was pasta. It might have been the same thing both ways. I don't know. On the way home, it was uh, the chicken meal that I selected was like chicken, lots of beans, rice. And then into 100. (laughs) So that was like the main dish. And then they came with like a side of like tuna (laughs) with like sabulas and smotch in there. You can't get away from fucking tuna, even on an airplane. God damn. <laughs> and I just like looked at my husband and I was like, we're in the most confined space right now with all these people crammed in here. 
And like the most appropriate thing that you wanted to serve us all was like a bunch of fish and tuna. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pass. <laughs> like, that's a that's a stinky situation. You might as well serve like bulky yacht at that point. Seriously. So they had a bread, you know, they do like a little bread roll and butter and they had a cheese dip and they had a cake for dessert. Real silverware. Oh, Real I would think that would be a metal. safety concern. Oh, not a safety concern. No, you could <laughs> shank somebody. It was in like a package, like a little picot. We opened it. And the first thing we noticed was like, this is real. This is real silverware. Like the, the big leagues. It also seemed like they threw it away, though. You know what I'm saying? Like when they collected all the trash later, like I feel like the silverware went right into the leash with everything else. So I was very confused by the whole situation. They don't have like a dishwasher on the plane. They have like a Portuguese late old Portuguese <laughs> in the back doing dishes. imagine let's be real it's, it wouldn't even have to be real silverware for her to be doing that like she would be washing solo cups back there like she'd be like you can use this again <laughs> my parents wash my mom washes her ziploc bags and hangs them up to dry exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm surprised it's just not like a concern like you know someone gets mm. crazy and gets upset on the flight but they're going to lisbon so they should be happy on the way back like i said they had the side of tuna with like the chicken meal and then the second snack was a tuna sandwich and i was like this is too much a tune (laughs) oh yeah too many tunas for one trip (laughs) a double hitter (laughs) double tuna and i was like okay all right all right did you have like at least some like chickpeas like mixed in with it (laughs) No, like, it, uh, had, it had like this blah, like this yeah, onions yeah. and green peppers or whatever, but that was about it. Uh, oh, God. When my mom used to make like lunches for me back in the day, like way back in the day, she loved to make a tuna, like a tuna sandwich. And I'm like, I'm not bringing this to school over. <laughs> but she loved, I think it's just because it's so easy and like obviously cheap to like do. But I'm like, uh tuna no i I was a big tuna family oh yeah they still yeah yeah they still are (laughs) amenities you walked in every seat had a little blanket with a pillow that's nice yeah already waiting for you with your little packet of your headphones that's a nice touch you didn't have to wait for the woman to come around and ask if you wanted to buy it (laughs) yep (laughs) It was already there, already baked into the price of your flight. <laughs> yeah, you got an extra charge for that. The part that I thought was the cutest, which we'll get into it when we start going into like all the details of my trip. But my daughter was like the only child I saw on this entire trip. Like I didn't see another kid on the plane. I didn't see another kid in all of Portugal. <laughs> like. <laughs> The whole entire country, no children. It was adults only. Okay. Yeah, because the kids are the kids are in school. Also. I know. Yeah. So my kid was like the only kid on this plane. And they came over and they said, I have a, a gift for you. And it was like this um, 
you know those like little drawstring backpacks oh yeah yeah so it was like a tap branded drawstring backpack with like the map of europe on it inside was like all the stuff that was like the cutest it was like she had a little pack of cartes like playing cards there was a foam tic-tac-toe board to play tic-tac-toe with the little x's and o's and then she had like this all these like colored pencils and this full like scroll with like all these like really cool like activities to do oh that's so cute that's and adorable. Like, that's the cutest thing ever. They would never do that in America. In American no. play. Are you kidding me? Not at all. No, that's adorable. <clears throat> it was super cute. I was like, well, that was that was so nice. Oh, and it kept her super entertained too. Like she was yeah. loving all of it. Uh, the only kid on a flight. That's a lot of pressure for the parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep quiet, kid. <laughs> no, she's good. She's good. Speaking of amenities. I saw on an Instagram video, I follow this girl that does all these like traveling videos and she's from our area, I believe. And she had just recently posted a new situation in like um, Terminal E at the Boston airport. I think she like was going on a trip as well. And she says it's like all new. There's like new restaurants. And I'm assuming you obviously flew out of Terminal E because like that's like the international terminal. And there was, like, a aircraft stimulator. Like, you could be, like, pretend you're on a flight. Was there, like, a mas- some type of massage thing? She was just, like, she was, like, promoting Terminal E <laughs> at Boston Airport. And I was, like, I'll have to ask Melissa about that if she saw any of that. We flew out of Terminal C. Like, oh? <laughs> I, they must, like, borrow gates from, like, JetBlue because it was, like, all JetBlue planes. And then this tap flight was flying out of one of those gates so it was terminal c i feel like my sata plane left from terminal e last year and i remember it being nicer than gates that i normally leave out of for my domestic flights but right like i had like the big this big like kind of like food court area with like a lot of restaurants and stuff but i don't maybe they've upgraded it even more since then because that would have been already over a year ago right yeah We'll have to check it out on our next international. <laughs> she pumped it up. She made it look like it was nice. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> All right. Well, so we flew out on our anniversary. It was our 11-year wedding anniversary. So we had an anniversary dinner at the Boston Logan <laughs> Airport. <laughs> it's beautiful. What is 11-year anniversary gift? Do you know? Um... I probably should have put you on the spot. Let's I don't even know if we do that. Do you guys do that? No, but let me see. 11 year. Isn't something like one year is like paper? First anniversary is paper. Second is cotton. Third is leather. Fourth is fruit or flowers. Fifth is wood. Sixth is candy or iron. Seventh <laughs> is wool or copper. Eighth is bronze. Ninth is pottery. Tenth is tin or aluminum. Eleventh is steel. Those sound so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to get married and celebrate every single one of those gifts. (laughs) A plane's made of steel, right? Maybe. (laughs) I hope. I freaking hope. There you go. (laughs) You got your 11 year. 
so we were in we went to we tried to find like the nicest restaurant we could find in <laughs> boston logan airport terminal c and it was um davio's they have one at like foxborough stadium patriot place but yeah the, this yeah. was the boston logan airport version um so it's a nice like italian restaurant this family sat down next to us and they were like ordered their food whatever and then they just like got up and left and like no. it was this whole like scuffle because the the restaurant was making their food like they had already like made it like it was about to come out right and they like left because they were like we don't have time and they were like well this like you don't come and sit down at a fancy restaurant expecting it to take 20 minutes you know what i mean right yeah yeah no you expect you you don't sit down if you only have like a half hour 45 minutes before you have to board your flight right you like we got there (laughs) with plenty of time to spare we had like extra time left over after the restaurant right oh just like peaced out they were like we're out of here and i was like oh my god that's so rude i could never do that no no it's such a vagunia and they were like yelling from like down the terminal, like back at the people. They were like, Well, we've done this before and it last time it only took 20 minutes. And like just I was like, oh my God. You're flying <laughs> out on a Friday night out of like a popular international airport. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be longer than 20 minutes. So some drama going into this trip. <laughs> Before we landed, I was playing around with the screen and I found that they had all these um, classes to learn Portuguese on the in-flight entertainment on the back of the seat. They were really good classes. It was like these two guys. They, I think they were from Canada, maybe, or at least one of them was from Canada. And they spoke really good English and they spoke really good Portuguese and they were giving like really good, useful lessons for traveling and like restaurants, how you interact with people in the restaurants and all that stuff. And it was really cool. And I picked up some things through that little lesson before I got there. It wasn't like um, they would say words and you would like repeat it in Portuguese, right? No, I wasn't speaking out loud on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so funny. Repeat after me. <laughs> Azetonas. <laughs> you just saw here in random Portuguese words throughout the plane getting screamed at. <laughs> Attenzione, pickpocket. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's nice. Wow, it sounds like a nice flight. It was lovely. We were actually like upset that we couldn't utilize more of like the in-flight stuff on the way there because we were trying to sleep. So we were like really excited to fly home. We're like, I hope we get the same plane. Like watch it be like, now we have an eight hour flight like during the day and it's going to be like a clunker. (laughs) It doesn't have a TV (laughs) or something. But no, it was the same plane, same type of plane. And it was lovely, lovely. Even just like something as stupid as like, you know, I'm I'm a big like flight path watcher. Like, do you watch the like do you like to like oh. see how much time is remaining in the flight, see where your plane is flying Absolutely. over? Like, yeah. I'm always constantly constantly clicking it like every 20 minutes as if there's much of a change within the 20 minutes. But the flight path thing that you see normally, like on a domestic US flight, and I, I don't know, I fly JetBlue a lot, so that's kind of like where my head is, but yeah. It's like so rudimentary, like it's just like there's a little plane and there's a map and it just like moves on there or whatever. Like it's very basic. 
yeah this was extravagant like first of all you went to like flight path and then there was like do you want the adult version or the kids version and there was like two different ones the adult one was like this was like a 3d space model and you were like you could choose whether you wanted to watch it from like a bird's eye view from above you could watch it from behind the plane you could be in the plane like in the cockpit like watching it go through like it was wild wow holy shit that's impressive they're not basic (laughs) they were not basic like they put a lot of money into this entertainment i would hope that they would save the good planes for international flights and like leave the shitty ones for domestic right (laughs) i mean that's like my biggest fear is like if this plane needs to make a diversion where is it going we're in the middle of the atlantic ocean (laughs) i know i know it's scary (laughs) the closest aeroport is uh, ponta delgada (laughs) but your ass they're finding themselves a little island to land on (laughs) that's the scary part like i'd much rather be flying over land yeah than water Because I always think, too, like, when a plane crashes, where do you have more of a survival rate? Into the water or on land? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, what one are you surviving, you think? Um, neither. I think <laughs> I think you're surviving neither. When the word crash is involved, you're already screwed. But I feel better at, like, okay, an emergency situation arises with the plane and you need to make an emergency landing. I feel better about my chances when you have an airport every three feet over the land right. versus <laughs> international nothing but fucking balayage out there <laughs> you know obviously anything can happen still but yeah you have more options to land somewhere and of course like you know how your facebook or instagram feed will just like give you stuff that's like relevant to your life because it fucking listens to you before my trip it was showing me random articles from like years ago like a plane that had an emergency and couldn't land in Lisbon or some shit and I'm like so I read it of course I clicked it and it was like I forget what country the airliner was from but it was something went wrong with the engines and it needed to make a landing and it was trying to like contact like Lisbon's air traffic controller and be like emergency like we need to land and the air traffic controller in Lisbon was like no, you can't land here. We're too full or some shit. And <laughs> the guy was like, well, what are my options? And the guy's like, take a left to the sea. And I was like, oh, fuck. Take a uh, left to the big sea out there. <laughs> I think so. I think that air traffic controller needed to be fired. His sensitivity training did not work out. Did they get to land? They did end up landing safely in like some unused, formerly unused airport. Like it was gotcha. abandoned or something, but it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. local out of the way. And they diverted them there and like sent a bunch of rescue there and they landed safely. I don't think anybody died or was injured. Like Sully landed the plane on water, didn't he? Sully did land the plane in water. So <laughs> I know you don't want that as an option, but. <laughs> All right, guys, we have just scratched the surface of this trip. So continue on with these episodes. It might take us all of November. Who knows? (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys.